Good morning. Now, this is probably a very stupid place for me to be podcasting from because I am driving down the Lily Lake Road, which is uh, the road I needed to get to to uh, see the Nova Scotia guy and his wife. Uh, Two friends, um, the Nova Scotia guy in particular, because I met him first, for over 50 years of my life. Uh, Going back to Lachine High, uh, they settled in Nova Scotia, worked for Parks Canada, settled in Nova Scotia and have a wonderful old Acadian farmhouse, almost 200 years old, set up beautifully. So I stayed there for a couple of nights. This is part. This is the bonus part of this holiday that uh, got added on by just driving back from St. Martin's to St. John, hopping on the ferry, and uh, driving up here. And it was a great visit. I arrived uh, Friday after lunch and uh, spent all this time with him in conversation and talking a lot about cars, things we used to share uh, going back to high school. And, of course, Leica cameras. Uh, The Nova Scotia guy is a Leica camera fanatic and uh, saw all of his equipment and lenses. He now has a new digital Leica so that he can use his old screw mount and bayonet mount lenses. And so that might not mean a whole lot to a lot of you, but to those of us who know a little bit about Leica, it means a great deal. All right, now I've come to a crossroads. I just, uh, I'm going to have to shut this down because it would be dangerous for me to hold this in my hand and talk. And, well, what the hell, there's no traffic. Let's keep going. Uh, I'm heading into Middleton, Nova Scotia. There's a bookshop that may or may not be open, and that would be my first stop. After that, I'm driving to Digby, Nova Scotia, where the ferry is, and then I'm going to shoot on past Digby to the French coast, in particular a town called Church Point, I think. Uh, And there's a lot of Acadian history in this area. And it's a little bit of Nova Scotia. Maybe I haven't explored yet. I've seen a lot of Nova Scotia. I've been all over this province many times and love it. Always love it. We'll always be coming back, Uh, especially, of course, to visit our good friends. Yesterday we visited other friends who I have known for a long time from Facebook. They make their own beer, and that beer is unbelievable. Um... I guess I'm not giving names here, but these are other Nova Scotia friends, let's say. I think people are a little more private here, and I don't want to blurt it all out or where they live or anything else. They have an unbelievable garden. Like, she is farmer-style gardener, and uh, it's amazing. Just amazing what uh, what she's done to this beautiful home. And uh, yesterday, gee, we, uh, what was interesting is the Nova Scotia guy had to break in a new engine on his son's Porsche 911. Now again, this will appeal to car fans, Porsche 911 Carrera from 1984, which he's having sort of the engine rebuilt and, and fixed up for racing. There's a track outside Halifax he likes to go to. This is the son who was a doctor. And for his way of, I guess, escaping uh, the pressures of being a doctor, he likes to uh, ride around in fast cars. He's got his dad's old BMW, and now this Porsche, 
and uh, so Nova Scotia guy had to drive it for two days with me in the passenger seat all over Nova Scotia just to break in that engine and believe me that is a fast road hugging car so that was a lot of fun too we went to Lunenburg yesterday to a pub called The Knot where I had the best fish and chips I've had yet and a very very good pint of British ale Hell's Bay uh, ale from uh, Liverpool, Nova Scotia uh, just these names, the fun of it, uh, the excitement, it's just wonderful. Nova Scotia is great. I'm glad I had this maritime holiday. So many things have happened. This has been so good for me, and I can't possibly share it. Um, not just because I'm... Well, I'm, I guess I'm not very good at clearly expressing my thoughts. But believe me, an awful lot has happened. This has been... Uh, a great, great holiday. So I'm going to sign out now. I'm into a 50 zone. I'm coming up to the town. And uh, I'll get back to you to uh, tell you a little more. The conversation ended as I left the door about whether or not there was a god. That was quite heated and uh, very interesting. So we'll get back a little bit later. Thank you for listening. And uh, this is Ken signing out from uh, Middleton, Nova Scotia. Bye for now. Just a little bit more Sing it Sing it out I'm oh, Come on baby Don't you be so shy You know that I love you Let me tell you why You got a heart I know that it's true I couldn't love you any more than I do. Sing it. Dum, dum, a Oh, yeah. Dum, dum, a One more time. Dum, dum, a Say the words and make my dreams come true. I sing it. A dum dum, a diddly dum. Ah ha! A dum dum, a diddly dum. Sing it out. Dum dum, a diddly dum. bit of a recap here. I'm uh, parked at a lighthouse on uh, excuse me, St. Mary's Bay. Uh, so opposite me is a spit of land. You can't even see it actually. 
that goes out to Breer Island, where I believe Joshua Slocum sailed from. I've been out there before, two years ago, with Cliff, or was it three years ago? I don't know. Um, just outside of Digby, so I've gone along what's called the Evangeline Trail, and I guess this is where the some of the Acadians lived. I think I mentioned that. Uh, nice little villages and the lush greenery that is Nova Scotia. It's such a gorgeous province. Um, but I guess last time I spoke was from the Bay of Fundy, from another lighthouse that I was driven up to, just directly opposite the Bay of Fundy. So today, as I mentioned, perhaps, I'm hopping on the 5.30 ferry, and uh, when I get to the other side, to St. John, New Brunswick, I will drive up to Fredericton, check into my hotel, which I've already booked, probably have a lobster dinner again, and then leave early tomorrow morning. Uh, that would be Monday. Today is August 30th, the end of summer, the end of August. Uh, a beautiful, bright, sunny day in Nova Scotia. And I, I just can't... I often say that, don't I, as a prelude. I just can't explain how wonderful this holiday has been, really. I think because I've spent so much time alone or had time on my own to collect my thoughts, I've reflected a lot. I've talked about the Dixon Jane zine that I'm excited about bringing that back. Um, the past two days have been extra special in the company of my Nova Scotia guy friend and his wife at their wonderful home. And just for a lot of conversations, and then, of course, the joy of bombing along Nova Scotia in a Porsche 911. I mean, that was fun and all the stuff. But it's more than that somehow. It's this feeling of openness, of freedom that I've had. And maybe, maybe, maybe it's a taste of what's to come that I've often, you'll hear me from Scarborough, feeling a little boxed in about schedules and when am I going to do this and got to do this and here is a sense of hey I could almost be retired uh, I'm more convinced than ever for sure I, when I get back I'll be booking my ticket to uh, Melbourne and maybe making that side trip to New Zealand with my son if that can uh, can be worked out I think it can uh, so maybe a little more travel in my future that's an exciting thing Stay tuned, you'll hear about it on this very podcast. So lots going on, lots to be keen about. And uh, that's kind of a a good feeling. Again, I wish I could get across what it is I feel inside. Uh, and sometimes it, it just comes across as fake or like a, a Facebook posting. Oh, look at me, look how happy I am. And... I'm not trying to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to convey... I guess some of the conversations I had... And here's somebody I've known over 50 years, the Nova Scotia guy. There's huge gaps in what we really know and understand about each other. And I think that's true of all friendships. I mean, we're probably closest to our family members, the people we grow up with or remain married to. But it's just quite stunning how little we really know about each other, about what makes us work, what our weaknesses, our strengths. I mean, we know some of those things. We know characteristics. We know personalities overall in general. 
But there's so much we don't know and, and probably can't. I mean, we struggle enough with in ourselves trying to figure out who am I, what makes me tick, why do I feel this way or act that way. And so to understand it in other friends with, with so little information to go by, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's just not possible. I think it is important to continue to engage in conversation. Like I said, we, we started as I left this morning. I, I was pretty vocal about... Well, I'm, I'm so much in support of my church and, and Greta and what it is she's doing and her stance as an atheist. And um, I think both the Nova Scotia guy... Should I call them by their name? Should I say Cliff and Alice? Cliff and Alice had uh, differing views, different from each other as well, I think, but uh, certainly different from mine. And that was true about a lot of things. And I think, I guess what I'm getting at is we all have different perspectives and outlooks on life depending on our experience and where we live and where we grow up and who we're exposed to and what conversations we get engaged to. And I am happy that through podcasting, as, as one example... I've met this other very diverse range of friends. I say diverse, maybe there's a lot of more commonality. But people who I can actually have discussions with, who who come from different backgrounds, let's say, and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I think through the intimacy of podcasting, we, we start sharing a lot of this. We get closer. Um, that's a good thing. And I guess this kind of podcast that uh, that goes out there of uh, frail individuals trying to uh, reveal themselves, I think is a good thing. I, I guess, okay, here it is. Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm almost getting angry because I'm having such a hard time saying it. I'm beginning to have a much stronger sense of myself and who I am and what I stand for and what I believe in. Much, much, much stronger than before. And this is a point I've wanted to get to for a long time and it's just this part of this gradual growth whatever is the cause of it I don't know and this little vacation on my own for whatever it's you know when did I leave I left on a Thursday night now it's Sunday the following week um it's given me a chance to be myself to have a better sense of who I am. Uh, I can't pin it down and tell you, but I, it's maybe more commitment, maybe more confidence, maybe more belief, and, and it's it's accumul- an accumulation of so many things because it, it's always in a state of flux. It's always in a state of change. You don't just arrive and stay somewhere. You You keep moving through the present, through the moment, but I think you can gather things along the way. You can gather beliefs and, and friendships and understandings and hopes and dreams. And some of these get carried along with you. And some of them get discarded along the way on this journey of ours. So I don't know whether I found new things or discarded old things or just sort of tidying up and cleaning up, but that's how I feel. And this is so difficult to get across because maybe there's, there's another sense of, well, why do you even have to get across it? Are you telling yourself or are you telling them, the listener? Who are you trying to convince? 
Well, I'm wanting to share it with you. I'm wanting to share. Hey, I'm in a good place. And I know that sounds like bragging, but I'm somebody, as you may have gathered, who beats up on themselves a lot. And I'm really glad to be maybe seeing an end of that, to be having a stronger sense of self, of belief in self, of faith in self, of confidence in self. These are all good things. And I really do think this holiday has contributed to that. And here it is. I mean, the bonus is, holy shit, what a wonderful place to do that. You didn't have to go off to some mountaintop or some distant place. Well, it's distant enough. You, you went on a wonderful little holiday in, in some of those beautiful parts of Canada. And during that time, driving along in different situations with different people, you've had time to maybe let some of the sediment sink to the bottom. Maybe the water's a little more clear up top. I don't know. That's a scary thought because you think, wait, wait a minute, what happens when all that sediment gets stirred up again? Don't I want to be rid of that? Can I always stay in this clear liquid form? No. I'll get dragged down. I'll get tangled up again in the weeds. But uh, for the time being... And with a ferry to catch and a wonderful cruise. I guess that's the other thing. When I last left you in New Brunswick, I I didn't record anything for the days I've been here since getting on the ferry. The ferry, I thought, what do I want to do? I want to read, I want to look. And basically, I spent the entire two times sitting in the sunshine outside on the deck of the ferry, just enjoying the cruise across the Bay of Fundy. And uh, that was wonderful and and something I just didn't want to or didn't feel the need to share. And most of this trip with Cliff and with Alice, bombing along, I might have been neat to say, hey, listen to me, I'm in a roadster, listen to the roar of that exhaust from a beefed-up 911 engine. I could have done that. But uh, it just didn't seem right. That's my map flapping at me saying, hey, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. we got more to see. There are a few more stops I'm going to make, but... Uh, I really felt it was important to give you this little overview from Nova fucking Scotia. I shouldn't say that. From beautiful Nova Scotia. Yeah. Staring out a little bit of a mist over the uh, over the land, but I've got more, a little more coastline to explore, and then a drive back to Digby and uh, line up for that ferry. All right. Two o'clock. Time to go. Boys and girls. As always, thanks for listening, and hey, 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 if you're thinking about writing anything for the Dixon Jane zine coming out in September, don't be a chicken shit. Just go ahead and do it. It even could be a couple of sentences, just to see your name in print. Doesn't matter what, long or short, not too long. Um, September 30th, that's the deadline. A month from today, a month from today. You got one month, well, a month from today, my day, Whenever you're hearing this, you got till September 30th. Send it in by email. Thank you very much. DixonJanes at gmail.com. That's D-I-C-K-S, the letter N, N, J-A-N-E-S, one N. Thank you. Bye for now. Don't take a train coming down the track 
don't, please don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me in misery. You would never hold me so near. You would never call me dear. Don't you know I'd die for you? Now you've gone, that's what I'll do. Lover, please, please come back. Don't take a train coming down the track. Don't, please don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me in misery. I'm still on this Evangeline Trail, but I'm uh, starting to make my way back to the Digby Ferry. I visited two beautiful churches, and uh, French Catholic churches. It's so interesting here in Nova Scotia. So I'm in another historic site. Let me read it to you. Province of Nova, Nova Scotia historic site. During the winter of 1755, Pierre Plow, Plow, I believe he is, uh, Belliveau and 120 Acadians found refuge here and escaped the deportation. Now, you'll have to know your Canadian history to know about the expulsion of the Acadians. On September 8, 1769, the first Mass in Clare was celebrated by the missionary Abbe Bailey. In 1774, this site was blessed by the Abbe Mat. Nature, perhaps, in Borg, and became the first Acadian cemetery in Clare. So, historic site. The Acadians, when you go into the church, you see the Acadian flags flying. They're quite beautiful. It's like the, uh, uh, well, I have a, I'll put up a picture, maybe. You can Google the Acadian flag. So I'm now stepping into the uh, grave site. It is quite something. Sorry about the wind. Uh, adversity was not new to Joseph Dugas and his wife Marie Joseph Robichaud when they set out from the Port Royal in 1768. Acadians did not have the right to vote there, and their right to own land was in question. They left by horse with a four-year-old daughter, Isabel. You can imagine the hardships the family encountered, such as having to make rafts to cross several rivers. Yet they succeeded. In September 1768, they arrived on the shores of St. Mary's Bay, that's where I am now, and became the first permanent settlers of Clare, C-L-A-R-E. As soon as they arrived, Joseph started to build a small log cabin 
and finished none too soon, for 15 days later, Mary Joseph gave birth to a son, Joseph. In 1769, a priest visited. There was much excitement. The first mass, first baptisms, and first official marriages in Clare were celebrated in their humble cabin. So, a little bit, again, Canadian history, Nova Scotia history, French-Canadian history, Acadian history. It's all so interesting. All right. That's, uh... And then they've got uh, wooden crosses here, very simple. 1669, Jean Beliveau to 1780, wow. Uh, 1740, Pierre Leblanc to 1773. 1701, Francis Comeau to 1785. They lived to ripe old ages, some of these. So uh, it's kind of neat. And again, we're right on the edge of the water here. The Acadian flag is flying. Uh, blue, white, and red stripe like the flag of France, but with a, uh, a yellow star in the top corner. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, and I'm glad I thank the Nova Scotia guy, Cliff, for saying, hey, you got to check out this part if you've got a little extra time today, which I did. So uh, that's it. I'm uh, going to hop back in my car and continue on my journey, perhaps a few more stops along the way before boarding the ferry. Thank you, bye. I'm uh, sitting on the ferry waiting to disembark at St. John, New Brunswick. Um, it's sometimes easier to explain things when you are depressed and, and for people to understand where you're coming from and so on. And when you're happy or feeling satisfied or pleased about life, it's a little harder because it, it just sounds kind of, I don't know, pappy. Is that a word? Pappy? No. Uh, just maybe a little insincere, a little shallow. When you're depressed, you can really get down and deep. And uh, I'm not, I'm feeling really good. It's Every time I see what a wonderful holiday it's been, I feel, oh, really? Um, so explain that. And then I realized today, well, wait a minute, a lot of my holidays have been great. I just feel this way all the time. It's just that I forget from time to time. Like, I'm thinking of a vacation I took in British Columbia a while back when I stayed with my good friend. Oops. Oh, shit. I'll stall the engine. Hang on. Whoa. That was scary. Didn't seem to want to go. Uh, and I don't have much gas left. But anyway, I'm on the road. Um, yeah, like a little vacation staying with uh, Deb and Brent in North Vancouver. And what a great time it was. And... 
It's when I said that thing about even if you were filthy rich and could stay in the finest hotels, you wouldn't have as good a time as you can when you stay with and spend time with friends in a place. Stay with them and just enjoy a meal together or a few drinks on a deck somewhere. That's the good stuff. So anyway, I gotta pay attention here. You're driving on and off a ferry, especially driving on, you gotta be you don't wanna be high when you do that. Alright, so the line of traffic begins. Uh, and I hope I've got my little Yep, yeah, oh shit, my iPhone here. And uh, telling me it's gonna tell me how to get to the Fredericton Inn, and that'll be my next stop. Bye for now. seem to be uh, lowering some ramps, I guess, so we can get off this damn ferry. It's taken a while. I think we've been docked here for quite a while, and uh, they told me to shut my engine down. Yeah, now they're lowering a ramp. I guess we're going to have to drive around the circle and go down that ramp to get off the ferry. It's fun. Just don't hit anything or anybody, that's all. How much more of that do you want to hear? They still haven't told us to start our engines. God damn me, that's noisy. I thought I'd uh, just take you off the ramp with me. I'm, hang on while I put this in the visor. There we go. You still here? You still there? You haven't gone to make a sandwich again, have you? Jesus, I hate that when you walk away when I'm talking. It's really fucking annoying. <sighs> alright, alright, alright. So, alright, if you need a break, take a break now. You're just going to hear a lot of banging and stuff. There, thank God, that's over. Now, do you think we can start? Yep. There we go. All right. So I'm going to take you off the ferry with me. All right. You ready for that? Pay attention. We're, we're going to move. Engines are starting. Oh, no. Other cars are going down the ramp, not us. So you're probably thinking to yourself, well, this is just Phil. Like, he's really got nothing to say. He's just, And you're... All right. So pull on Anthony Martin. Okay, this, uh, this is my last long day of travel. I left Fredericton this morning, 7 o'clock sharp, and I'm about 100 kilometers outside Montreal now on the uh, south shore of the St. Lawrence on a very boring stretch of highway, the 20. Uh, I pulled off for a while and went to a wonderful little place, oh, Port Joli, I guess, fine old church there. And uh, a little bit of a tourist town, like all kinds of, you know, the traditional woodwork carvings and so on. But very, very pretty, right on the St. Lawrence. And uh, pulled it off a couple of times for uh, just the view of the river. I just love to see the St. Lawrence. But uh, now I'm on sort of the home stretch, heading for my sister's place. 
in Ottawa. Probably another three hours or so to go, maybe a little more. It's, uh, do you need the time, really? 2.30, back on uh, my time, no longer maritime time. It was, um, you know, a good, a good day overall. It was nice to get that break away from just the stretch of driving. But still, it was a thousand, it's a thousand kilometer drive, so it's substantial enough. You gotta keep at it. Uh, still time to reflect and think about things. And I guess the last quite a few thoughts going on. I just wanted to share a few with you because this will probably this probably marks the end of the holiday recordings and I, I don't know how I'm going to put all these damn things together but this will be towards the end of whatever one I don't even know how many uh, podcasts there'll be but whatever doesn't matter this is towards the end last stretch except for the drive to Toronto tomorrow but that's uh, that's pretty routine I was thinking about when I was a kid and I guess into my teens I used to build model cars I wasn't keen on planes or boats or military stuff like some other kids Model cars, the AMT class. I love the AMTs. There was the Revel or Revel, Revel, I guess, and Monogram. I think might have been another one. Is that right? I think so. But AMT were the classics, and you got your modern cars and your old hot rods and everything. And I was thinking back. I, I was I was good at it when I built a model car. Whoops! My recorder's falling. Um, I did a nice job. I mean, I spray-painted them, you know, sanded down if I'd done any customizing. As you got into it, you'd buy the magazines and see how these bloody guys in California just did amazing things you could never do, but you could at least learn some of the techniques using special body filler to mold the plastic and, you know, customize them a little bit. And uh, at one point, I used to go through my mother's scraps of cloth and sewing and maybe put in some uh, customized seating, you know, put in the, the cloth for the seats, which would be cool, and then little black threads for the spark plug wires, and I could do that. I had the dexterity and so on, and I was just thinking about that because I badmouthed myself on all the things I couldn't do as a kid, like the sports mainly. But I remember some other kids who were good at sports who just simply could not put a model together. They all they'd have would be globs of glue and wouldn't even begin to paint the thing. And it would just be a mess and parts would be missing and maybe they couldn't follow the instructions. I was very methodical about it. You know, you got your kid and you opened it up and you laid everything out on a big table and you had your trees, the parts attached to the tree, and you'd, you'd, of course you had to, if you're serious, you had an exacto knife to get the parts off perfectly. You couldn't just snap them off. We're not talking snap-together kits here. We're talking about real models. And so you'd carefully cut out each of the pieces, and you'd group them and arrange them. And it was really fun. And I remember the time when... 
guess I was out in Vancouver, and we had this good friend, Richard Adot, who's unfortunately passed away now. Uh, he was the most eccentric of all my friends. I've talked about him before on Dixon Chains anyway. And he was saying around the time I was building model kits, and he was saying this, of course, quite dismissively, he had got the two volumes of H.G. Wells' Outline of History and cut the back covers off one and the front cover off the other so that he could have it in one volume, so that he could read it all right through. Like, wow, okay, there's a different childhood. Uh, there's a different brain. And uh, I don't feel bad now that I used to put together model kits. Hell, a lot of people did. And, uh, yeah, all right. So that was one of the trains of thought. It was kind of fun just remembering them. I was thinking about one model in particular, a la carte. I think what triggered it off was a car, a truck went by, and it was bright yellow. And I remembered I had one of my favorite ever paint jobs. It was a bright yellow spray paint and spraying was an art too to get it just right so anyway that was one thing the other thing I realize again I have as, I, as we had the talks in Nova Scotia we talked about perspective and the way Cliff's perspective is very much shaped by his environment maybe I already said this but and mine very much from where I live in Scarborough. So I, I might have a sometimes even a darker view of the future because I'm basing it on the people I see every day, the stories in the news, an awful lot of kids without fathers, things that just shape your outlook, shape your perspective, you know? I mean, okay, this is our future. Whereas you're living in rural Nova Scotia and you're dealing with... Well, I mean, who he would choose to hang out with, be educated people with good careers, and so it's a very different outlook, and both of his children very successful, so that's all. But I, I, think, I think what I'm getting at is I have a very broad perspective from the different places I've lived in, and, and I think a, a broader understanding of a lot of issues, and I don't think... I'm very good at expressing that or, or making that clear. I think I have a lot more, I don't know about knowledge, but understanding for sure about a lot of things that I sometimes have difficulty sharing well. I, I just, uh, it's almost like I would need somebody to pull it out of me. I don't know what I know, but I know I know a lot, okay? And uh, I don't always get to, uh, to spread that, to share that. It comes up in conversation sometimes. So it's, hey, I'm, I'm on a roll here. I think I really do get this, whatever it is we're talking about. All right, so that was the second point. Uh, was there a third? I don't know. And uh, probably not offhand, no. Was there something else uh, you wanted to say, Ken? Uh, traffic's a drag. I'm just driving along here. It's sheer drudgery now. It's just passing transport trucks and oil tankers and continually pulling out, pulling in. 
the traffic's bunched up a little bit, so you got to be very careful. It's a divided highway, of course, but still, it's busy. It's busy. All right, we're going to leave it there. I just have to be careful when I... I know as soon as I hang up, uh, I will think of some... Damn, 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 that's what I want to tell them. But I think I'm so focused on the driving right now that uh, there's no room for creative thought. All right? We'll leave it there, boys and girls. Thank you. And um, I'll be back in real time podcasting from uh, Bluffers Park before you know it. Well, maybe you already know it. I don't know. Bye for now. for this because uh, I'm driving just under 100 that's kilometers not Porsche measurements Um, on route 45 it's a side road comes down from I knew the name anyway it's heading towards Kohlberg and I'll pick up a 401 on my way home Past Havelock, what's the name of the town? I knew it. Norfolk, Norfolk. And it's kind of neat because you're you're passing a lot of farmland and then it looks like um, a whole section of Aboriginal land with cheap gas and cheap smokes or Jibboy signs and uh, 
it's just a, it's a wonderful route. I don't often take it, but uh, when I do, I really enjoy it. Anyway, this is the last leg of the journey. I'm on my way. I'm way behind schedule. I was going to be home at 3.45. I think it's that now, and i got at least a couple more hours to go. Um, but I stopped to visit Mr. Francis Wooby on the way home, and I'm very glad. It was good to see him looking good. And uh, we had a good chat about uh, personality types, about his plans for the future, and uh, now that he's got the big C behind him, and uh, me encouraging him, of course, to write for uh, the Dixon Jane's zine coming out this fall. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had breakfast with my sister. It's hard to believe that yesterday morning... I was in Fredericton. I mean, I was having breakfast in Fredericton. That's yesterday. Here I am so far away. I drove all the way from Fredericton, got to my sister's in Nepean. I had a wonderful supper with them and a bottle of wine and just some good conversation about family, family history, relations, our own families, uh, church, a lot about church. They both go to the United Church, too. I was very glad to see that my brother-in-law is uh, in favor of what Greta Vosper is doing. She is the pastor for my church. And then had breakfast with them this morning and left and uh, did this winding tour through Perth, a little town I always say, gee, if uh, I ever had to move and I happen to be on my own for whatever reason, I might consider moving to Perth. Ontario, Lovely little town. But uh, that's not likely to, to happen. Oh, my God, more construction. Traffic lights. I don't know. Now, this is lovely. You go over the uh, Trent Severn Waterway. That's also on the uh, on the trip here. Well, we're down to one lane over another bridge. Uh, it's. I, I just decided I'd take this more scenic route slowly in my tour, instead of racing back straight along the 401, which I'm going to have to for the very last part, I uh, wanted to enjoy the last of it. It's a beautiful September 1st, 2015, a beautiful, I was going to say fall day, but end of summer day. Now, by the way, the fines went up for people driving and operating handheld devices, which I am right now. To like three demerit points and $450 fine. So I'm going to shut this down. I just wanted to say it was good to see Francis. Good to say stay with my sister. This has been a family holiday. I've seen my cousin, my sister, my brother, my niece, and had a good time with all of them, my good friends in Nova Scotia. But I'm feeling refreshed and I guess ready to uh, start back in the fall for another, possibly my last semester teaching and uh, start making plans for Australia. So, this would be Ken on Route 45, heading home. Uh, It'll be good to get back home. I've been away since a week ago Thursday, and it's now Tuesday, so it's quite a a while. Uh, And, of course, before that, it was my study tour, as you well know. But, that's it. Signing off. Take care. Hope you're listening. Hope you listened. Hope you got something out of it. Hope you keep listening in future. Hope you start reading. I hope if you're not already invited... 
to subscribe to the uh, Dixon Jane's Reader. You know, yeah, subscribe. That's right. Uh, the Zine. And you've been hearing about it on this podcast, but you still haven't been invited because it is by invitation only. I decided. Um, contact me, DixonJeans at gmail.com and say, hey, 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 I want one of those. I want to see what it's all about. <coughs> because I guarantee there's going to be some good writing in it and interesting stuff. So, uh, all right. We're signing off on this beautiful winding road in amongst the trees, prime farm country, although it's a bit hilly here. But uh, this is just Ontario at its finest. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going, and we don't have a minute to waste. This uh, will mark the end of my uh, travel podcasts. Uh, my little uh, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia holiday, which was fantastic. I gotta tell you, it was a great little holiday. Um, I hope it was conveyed that way in uh, in the podcast. But I think I have so few listeners now, I don't feel it matters anymore what I do. I guess I have to go back to thinking, well, I'm just doing this for me. Trouble is, I think, you know, it's not bad podcasting. And I kind of do wish I had a few more listeners. Some of the old Dixon Jeans listeners back from its heyday. But hey, when you get comments like, here, this one, posted on uh, two episodes ago, 
after talking about being an atheist, all which all this church shit is such a turn off. Now, I wish that person who had posted it had really at least left a name so I could have somebody to yell at. It really it's annoying because all this church shit. Like, what's the matter? I like this church. I like the people. I think it's interesting that it is an atheist minister. This is a rare thing, and I get the feeling that that person who posted it wasn't really listening or picking up on uh, what it was I was really talking about. After talking about being an atheist. All right, I still am. But that doesn't mean I can't go to church. Or even enjoy, like on the holiday. I mean, one of the nicest things, I've got two things I love doing on holidays. One is visiting old Catholic churches in particular, or any church, but especially those with stained glass windows. And the ones in in, uh, rural Nova Scotia were amazing. Uh, And then the other thing is uh, used bookshops. And, of course, you'll be uh, reading lots of content from books I picked up in used bookshops on this holiday, too. Uh, the Jerry Rubin book, for example. Anyway, I'm not going to get all excited about it. I just, I find it's, it's a kind of a pathetic comment to make. You could have gone on a little more. You could have put on a little more thought into it and explained exactly what it was. But I don't know. I don't know who it is, and I guess I don't care. Although I, I would, I really wish that person who bothered to post would post a little more. Have a little courage. Open up and say, hey. This is what I believe. But anyway, we're going to park that. We're going to park that. Um, You have heard uh, through these past three podcasts, I guess including this one, an awful lot of 1960s hits. Uh, It's a, a, you know, 100 songs I picked up on for $5.99 or something on iTunes. My God, what a treasure. The thing about it, of those hundred hits, I don't think there was a single song that I didn't know from listening to the radio back then. And what's interesting to me is this is my true youth. This is pre-Beatles, the pre-British wave, all this stuff. These are dance tunes, dancing hits. And they're great little songs. I mean, they're all under three minutes. A variety of singers, but it was a completely different scene. It's almost in the Dixon Janes before weed came along world, you know? It's just it's just so innocent. Uh, but I love those songs. And, and the one, I'm just having great fun just picking them and throwing them up there. There isn't a song on that list of 100 that isn't worth putting on this show. So if you're wondering why all that, well, I bought the CD, or I, bought, I downloaded the songs, and I just simply love it. And it's taking me right back to... Uh, my early high school days, I guess. Okay, that's out of the way. Um, gosh. Oh, health. A, a health update. I did go to see a pain specialist yesterday. He said, well, here's... A, he, he had, it was great. He really knew what he was doing, and he had models of the spine. And sort of showed they come apart, you know, like Lego sets. And he was sort of showing me, okay, here's where all the gel has leaked out. And the only way to do anything about that is to go in with surgery and get a scalpel and scrape it off the bone. But, of course, that's very dangerous, and you could have spinal damage and be paralyzed for life. So uh, surgery is the last resort, and 
even if they did surgery, you know, opening up and carving away at your spine, you can't get rid of the arthritis, which is inflamed and inflamed the joints. You can't replace the discs. There's very little they can do. So a huge gamble, huge risk for only partial results. So that's out for the time being. You know, maybe another 10 years, they will have made some advances with spinal research, but uh, for now, don't go near there. Uh, next solution, injections. I'm uh, open to that. Um, and they don't solve the problem, but they sort of uh, spread this uh, painkiller around the joints and the nerves coming out, and it, and it has a better effect. And then the third option, the one I've started on, was meds uh, that uh, reduce the um, pain. I don't know whether they cut the signal from the nerves or whatever. But when he when he showed it to me, it, it explained it so clearly. And I was worried that my limp and my loss of balance, uh, my feeling that I'm going to fall forward sometimes when I'm walking was all tied to the stroke and it would appear that the effects of the stroke were getting worse uh, and that wouldn't be a good sign and he said absolutely not this is simply the nerves that are being pinched and, and explained exactly where and why and how so I sort of felt better I felt better because it's not stroke related not according to him although I'll see a stroke specialist next week I know I know it's health stuff and I I hate it when people do all this shit but Hey, I'd be uh, negligent to sort of leave that out. It's a huge part of, you know, what's happening in my life. Uh, you know, I mean, it really is this this ability, or losing the ability to walk. I mean, the, the horror at the end of, you know, the possibility. I mean, the fact is it's only going to get worse, period. And I could be one of those people I hate so much today that uh, sits on some motorized vehicle and rides up and down the sidewalks. God damn it, I hope that day is a long way off, if ever. Uh, He did suggest a cane might be a good idea. So stay tuned. Someday you may be seeing the Scarborough dude walking around with a cane. And I think when I do have the cane, I'll probably, I don't know whether that suits the Scarborough dude or can better. I can't tell you which. Um, We'll see how that one goes. All right, so that's it on the health front. Uh, it's not good news, but not bad news. It's just a reality that, you know, different people get different things, and that's what I got. Uh, same way my poor number two son has a very real case of uh, ADD, and it impacts him in, uh, in many, many ways. Uh, John just favorited my tweet from this park. I'm in the, uh, did I say already, the uh, St. Lawrence, St. Lawrence Cemetery, St. Andrew's Cemetery. And uh, he adds, I can dig that. Yeah. Grown. I'll be seeing John tonight at the Only Cafe and Brian as well. I haven't seen Brian all summer. I have not been for a beer since sometime maybe early July, if that. It's now September 5th of the holiday weekend. Amazing, that long, but uh, I was busy with the tour, busy traveling, and Brian was out of the country, or out of town anyway, and uh, it's all good. Coming back tonight to, uh, to have a few beer. The pain medication says drinking alcohol is not a good idea to take with this medication. I found a solution. Take the last pill before I go to bed, uh, and not, like, 
supper time because it, the combination, it's just that the combination will make you very, very drowsy. And uh, I had just one beer yesterday and I kept nodding off. And I thought, oh boy. And this is on a mild dose too, so uh, you want to be careful there. Uh, last bit of news, the good news. Uh, I'm going to book my trip to Australia. Bam! Yeah, I'm going to be in Australia for New Year's. Hey, how about that? You heard it here first on the Dixon James podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. This is baby selling. Oh, yeah. Not to be confused with. Hmm. Yeah. God damn it. All the resistance I got over this bloody baby selling. I just changed the name. It's the same goddamn podcast. Well, no, it's not. But, you know, God. Anyway, hey, not to be distracted, I'm going to go to Tasmania. That my uh, the, the boy, that's what we used to call him, one of the original founders of The Rock. Of course, I'll be getting The Rock, too. Um, has already mapped out a trip for us. He's going to be off in the month of January. And uh, so, bam, we're getting in the car, and we're driving to Sydney, and we're camping, and we're making all kinds of side trips. And he says, never mind New Zealand, go to Tasmania. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. So I'm pretty excited about that. So um, I guess that's probably a high note to end on. And uh, this is 10 minutes and that's all I needed to fill up this clip. I hope some of you listened and enjoyed my little road trip. And uh, those of you who don't listen, well, not much to say to you, is there? (sighs) Yeah. All right. This is Ken uh, signing off for now. And uh, I'll be back real soon with uh, more to say about who knows what. Oh, 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 and still, man, I'm working on Dixon Jeans. If you do listen to this, send me your articles. I need them by September 30th. Anything you want to put in print. That goes for you, too, Anthony Marco. I think I sent you a note yesterday. Um, And it can be, you know, if you have to put something about the rights of unions or unionism or whatever it is that you're on about. Sure, why not? I want a, a, ver- a lot of different opinions and perspectives. Okay, stay tuned. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, email me and say, Hey, hey, what's this Dixon Jane Zine thing? I'd, I'd kind of like that. I'm, I'm interested. Bye for now. There's those bad semis again. Listen to the suckers.